You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Freedom of speech. I've always been an advocate of freedom of speech. I think it's very important, and I think it's something that everyone has the right to do, to say what they want to say. But how far can you take it? How far? I think people are starting to realize that there are consequences with the things that you say. Yeah, you have the right to say anything, but there could be consequences, especially if you have a job. The topic that I want to start out with on today's show is a very controversial topic, and it involves a TV weatherman by the name of Jeremy Capel, and he is the former meteorologist of WHEC-TV, and he was fired immediately after using a racial slur on the air while referring to a park named for Martin Luther King Jr. Now, we know that Martin Luther King Day is coming up, and it's always near my birthday, so it's a great day. It's it's supposed to be a day that we Americans set aside uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. And it's very much celebrated across this country. A lot of people don't even go into work that day because they observe that day for Martin Luther King, and a lot of people just don't work. A lot of people take it off. So it is a very prominent day here in the U.S., so this news anchor was doing his, uh, I'm sorry, this weatherman was doing his uh, regular morning routine. He was going through the weather, and he was talking about a park that was named after Dr. Martin Luther King. And during his uh, presentation on the morning news, he had a slip-up in the way he said Dr. Martin Luther King. And I want you to listen to the clip. And I want you to hear it for yourself. The way I looked out at Martin Luther King Jr. Park. That's what it was. He's, I go back and I watch this. And I watch the meteorologist do his, his morning weather report. And it looks just like a normal morning. I don't know why in the world the guy would want to jeopardize his job and say something so risky. Why would he say it? Would he... Would it, would, it sounds like a risky thing to do, to, if you ask me. So I, I think that's not the case. I think that if you go back and you listen to it, it sounds like he got tongue-tied. It sounds like he seriously just had a slip of the tongue, and he did not mean to say it. Anyone who does live television, there's mishaps, there's slip-ups. Things happen all the time. I think the biggest thing that he didn't do according to the general manager, was he didn't stop and immediately apologize. But what was he supposed to do? Was he supposed to make a big deal out of it? He tried to just breeze over the situation. The meteorologist said he didn't even realize he said it. It just kind of popped up in his mind that something uh, he said was wrong, and he went back and corrected himself, and he didn't think anything of it anymore. And it wasn't until after he got off the air that all hell broke loose. So I don't think it was on purpose. I honestly don't. Here is what the meteorologist himself had to say about it. I simply ran his name too fast. Martin Luther King Jr. came out too fast. And as I did, I crunched two words together. 
And I want you to think about this. First, say his name, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., five times real fast. See if it's easy for you. And then you take the two words, King and Jr., and you bash them together. Guess what you get? Capel has been getting some support in with some big names in TV news. Well, anyone who's done this yeah. as long as we've done it on air, you flop. You yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. It would seem as if the guy made a, a genuine mistake. And fellow anchorman, or I'm sorry, fellow weatherman Al Roker even had this to say. Via Twitter, he said, I think Jeremy Capel made an unfortunate flub and should be given the chance to apologize. Anyone who has done live TV and screwed up understands. And I've done live television. My first time ever doing TV was last year in 2018. I did an interview here on Off the Cuff, and it was live television. We went live, and it was hard. And it was very nerve-wracking. You really have to be on point. And I understand that sometimes you say things and you, you are talking so fast and things are happening so fast around you, you don't necessarily catch every single word that you say. Now, it is an unfortunate situation. And the general manager, I feel like, panicked and did what he had to do. Uh, but I, I do think that this weatherman... Uh, it's it's unfortunate for him. I don't know if he's going to take legal action. I don't know what kind of a chance he stands. I do think he has some sort of case. Um, it's just it's something that that this man could get fired and uh, so easily. And it's it's something that in the industry of entertainment, you really have to just walk on eggshells, even on live television. The slip of the tongue one time could kill your career. This man's career is over. He's never going to work again. It, it might take him a couple years. I shouldn't say he'll never work again. I think some people, a lot of people, I should go ahead and say most people, is going to get over the fact that he did make this slip up because it was a slip up. I honestly think that it was. And if it wasn't, shame on him. And he's he's horrible and he's a racist a person for, for doing that. The weatherman is supposed to be the comic relief of the newscast. And it's um, ironic that he has become the most controversial part of the newscast. He's no longer with the station, and it is what it is. I know you guys had to hear about Donald Trump serving fast food to the Clemson football team when they went for their visit to the White House. Every year, the national championship team, whether it be national champions in football, college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, they all go for a visit to the White House and they meet and eat dinner with the president. Well, this year, the Clemson Tigers was uh, the national football champions and they went to the White House just like a normal team would and met with Trump. And due to the government shutdown, Trump served them fast food. He had over a thousand hamburgers. He had uh, hamburgers from Wendy's, from McDonald's, from Burger King. And it was pretty fantastic, if you ask me. I think it was amazing. Everybody has to say something about everything. And, of course, everybody is sitting there saying, how dare you serve these football players fast food? Let me ask you a question. What else do you serve these football players? What makes you think that these football players deserve a 70 a dollar a plate meal or a hundred dollar a plate meal. You have to find something to complain about, don't you? You have to. 
People are getting on there saying it's a disgrace that that Trump served these guys fast food. Let me tell you something. These are college-age kids, 18 to 22. They love fast food. They do. They're dying for fast food. You know how hard it is for them to... Uh, not eat fast food when they go to college because they have to train, they have to get their bodies looking right, and they have to stay active, and fast food kind of disrupts disrupts that. So the fact that they get to eat fast food, they're going to devour it. And they did. That's exactly what they did. It was fast. They devoured it fast. Uh, Trump tweeted out, because of the shutdown, I served them massive amounts of fast food, parentheses, I paid, over a thousand hamburgers, etc. Within one hour, it was all gone. Great guys and big eaters. So Trump, he served these guys uh, fast food. And I think there was nothing wrong with it. Actually, I think it was pretty cool. I would have devoured it. I love fast food. I would almost take a Wendy's cheeseburger over uh, a cheeseburger at a five-star restaurant. You can't beat the Wendy's cheeseburger, the little square hamburger patties. They cut no corners. But I think it was awesome. I think that Trump did something very creative, and I think that just for a bunch of 18 to 22-year-old college men, I think fast food was was appropriate. I mean, that's what they like. I I don't think think people should get their panties in a wad because he served them fast food. What makes people think that they deserved, that anybody deserves a full course meal like from a, on a $200 plate. They don't. This is a freaking football team. Quit worshiping football teams, America. Quit worshiping your sports teams. They're not as great as what you want to put them out, out to be, and they don't all deserve to be fed $300 a plate meals. Maybe a war survivor does, or maybe a, uh, a war hero does. They deserve a $300 plate meal, of course. But a freaking football team needs a five-star restaurant to cater to them? No, give them fast food. They sat in the Oval Office and they chilled with the president. How many presidents do you know that have done that? How many presidents do you know that have let people just come in, in the, uh, into the Oval Office? And these guys got to come into the Oval Office and they got to eat fast food, mind you, Wendy's, Burger King, or McDonald's, and talk to the president. I think it was pretty cool. Apparently, when Trump tweeted out uh, that he had uh, fast food for the Clemson Tigers, he definitely got trolled by Burger King because apparently he misspelled the word hamburgers. He spelled it hamburgers, H-A-M-B-E-R-D-E-R-S. And Burger King tweeted out, due to the large order placed yesterday, we're all out of hamburgers. Just serving hamburgers today. (laughs) So... Burger King, they're always humorous uh, with their advertisements, so they had to get on their intro just a little bit. It's all I think that that was fine. Uh, people getting their panties in a wad over Burger King. Stop it. It's a joke. Can we not laugh anymore? And especially the fact that we have a fast food given to a college football team. Listen, they won the college football national championship they don't deserve a purple heart okay a wendy's cheeseburger will be just fine they got to meet the president i think it was awesome we all know by now that the media can really influence our way of thinking it can enter our thoughts and it can change the way we was thinking about a situation just because of the way the media was reporting it 
And this recent story, you probably have already heard about it. It has blown up way out of proportion, if you ask me. The Nick Sandman story. And Nick Sandman is the 16-year-old Covington Catholic high school student uh, from Covington, Kentucky, who was with his classmates at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., and they were on some type of trip. I doubt it was a senior trip because they're 16 years old. I don't – what is 16? Is that juniors in high school? They were on some type of trip with their school, and apparently while they were standing there waiting for their bus – mind you, no chaperones around – but they were waiting on their bus, and they were getting some racial remarks thrown their way by some black Israelites. And uh, when that was happening, the Covington Catholic High School students started to chant – their school song and their school motto and started doing all these uh, school symbols that they do. And they was just being really obnoxious and loud, just like 16-year-olds are. Oh my God, are 16-year-olds annoying? Yes. Are they obnoxious? Yes. I was 16 at one point in time. Was I annoying and obnoxious and immature and doing things I shouldn't have been doing? Absolutely. You take my junior class in high school, you put us at the Lincoln Memorial, we would have been doing the same thing. A lot of 16-year-olds would have been doing the same thing. It just wasn't as as exposed as it is today because of social media, and everybody has a camera. So these 16-year-olds, they were being annoying. Uh, they were being obnoxious. They should have just ignored it, but in a 16-year-old's mind, they're not going to. So they started being loud and chanting, and apparently that got the attention of this Native American named Nathan Phillips. And Nathan Phillips, uh, who is a well-known protester, was beating his drum for some reason, and he was walking over to where the kids were chanting and screaming. And apparently he got into the face of one of the Catholic high school students, and uh, that guy's name was Nick Sandman, and they started to have a stare down. While uh, Mr. Phillips was beating his drum, he was beating his drum in the face of Nathan Phillips. I'm sorry, of uh, Nick Sandman, and it just appeared that Nick Sandman and Nathan Phillips were just staring at each other, face-to-face, standing their ground, uh, not flinching, but Nick Sandman had a very, he had one of those obnoxious smirks on his face, you know, those smirks that just makes you want to, it just makes you cringe, it's very cringeworthy, and but at the end of the day, it was a kid, and kids are kids. They're annoying, and you hear all these people saying he had one of those punchable faces. Come on, guys. He's a 16-year-old kid. How are you going to say that a child has a punchable face? Yeah, there's a lot of annoying, rich, little spoiled teenagers out there, but you, who goes on the air and says and, and writes in the media that a kid has a punchable face? Talk about that behind closed doors with your family. Um, Don't get out in the media and say that a kid has a punchable face because that's not appropriate. And regardless if he had a punchable face or not, uh, you don't say that. And Nathan Phillips, Nick Sandman, they were staring each other down. And it the media took that story and took some released cell phone video footage of that protest and made the story that the Covington High School Catholic students were being very rude and they were being uh, they were being um, loud and out of hand and mocking and making fun of the Native American Nathan Phillips, which wasn't the case at all. And apparently, 
it was not the students who started doing any who started anything. They didn't initiate the loud, obnoxious chanting. That was from the uh, racial men from earlier in the story that were that were yelling at him. But Nathan Phillips said that he was trying to defuse the situation by uh, coming over there and trying to start a different chant with the high school students, trying to get them to chant along. Uh, with him, but it backfired, and it was it ended up in a stare down, and the kids behind uh, Mr. Uh, Sandman was just loving it, loving the fact that their classmate was having a stare down with this Native American, and they started being kids and jumping and dancing around and yelling and screaming and being annoying. But this story has blown way out of proportion. That's pretty much all that happened, and the media has taken it. To a whole new level, they started off saying that the that the Covington Catholic High School students were racist. Uh, keep in mind, they had a "Make America Great Again" hat on, which is a well-known Donald Trump campaign hat. And they have dubbed this kid, they have dubbed Nick Sandman as the MAGA kid, "Make America Great Again," and the media really try to portray him as just an evil little racist, and. That wasn't the case at all, and uh, now more video footage has come out. The media has apologized and said that uh, they did not get the full story. Even the president of the United States, Donald Trump, chimed in and gave his uh, two cents on the situation and said that the Covington High School Catholic students were victims of fake news and fake media. Look, Nick Sandman, look, buddy, I think that... I don't think you were in the wrong. I think that you did, I think you behaved better than what any 16-year-old could have behaved. You didn't do anything. You just looked back at the man. You just looked and you stared at the man during the protest. It wasn't like you were cussing at him. It wasn't like you were uh, drawing your fist back or puffing your chest out. You were simply just staring at him. Okay, you had a smirk on your face, whatever. I would have had a smirk on my face too. I'm telling you what, if somebody was standing in my face, which I hate, by the way, I hate when people get up in my face, but if somebody is in my face and beating a drum in my face, right in my ear, you know, just staring back at you, that's pretty good behavior because I don't know how I would have reacted in that situation. I would hope I was as calm and poised as Nick Sandman was. So today... The news show today actually interviewed Nick Sandman, and uh, the interviewer asked him if he felt like that he owed anyone an apology after all of this. And this is what Nick Sandman had to say. As far as standing there, I had every right to do so. I don't, I, my position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips. I respect him. I'd like to talk to him. I mean, in hindsight, I wish we could have walked away and avoided the whole thing. But I can't say that I'm sorry for listening to him and standing there. Exactly. And I agree with him. Why would he apologize? He didn't do anything. He stood there. And now he's getting these death threats. He's getting these... His family is getting horrible things written about him. Uh, They even had to cancel school. On Monday, they wouldn't let the kids go to school because of all the awful threats. 
All because Nathan just stared at him. And the media tried to spin it as Nathan was a racist and Nathan started it all. But that wasn't the case. So Nathan, I'm not blaming you. I think that you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, the media had to have a story. I think this is the stupidest story that has uh, ever been produced by today. I don't know what the big deal is. Honest to God, I don't know what the big deal is. What is the story here? You got 16-year-old kids being 16-year-old kids, but they just so happen to have Donald Trump hats on. And now uh, the media went and dubbed them and ran with the story and dubbed them as a bunch of racists. And then the rest of the story come out after other media after other videos were released. And uh, they're saying that, oh, it wasn't the kids' fault. It was actually, uh, they were getting things said to them first. So they were just uh, trying to defuse the situation. And then this a Native American come in and started beating his drum in the kid's face. And they were saying that the kid was the one being disrespectful. How was the kid being disrespectful? If you had anybody standing in my face, I don't care if you're white, black, yellow, brown. Don't get in my face and don't beat a drum in my face. Hopefully this story dies down. I'm sure Nick is loving this in some ways. Uh, Not Nick. Uh, Yeah, Nick. I'm sure Nick is loving this in some ways. I feel like that uh, the kid is, he is famous now. He went viral. And when you think about it, this isn't the only time something like this has happened. This happens all the time. It happened a a lot probably 20 years ago. Nobody just got it on camera because not every single person had a cell phone. Of course, all kinds of 16-year-old kids are going to have cell phones. It's funny that I didn't even start texting until I was 20 years old. And then you got high school students that don't even drive have cell phones. You have middle schoolers that have cell phones. Why do you need a cell phone if you don't drive? I mean, who are you going to call? But that's... uh, I don't know why I'm going to get off on I don't mean to get off on that. It was something that I felt like that could have been not reported on at all. But the media, as stupid as they are and as unprofessional as they can be sometimes just to get a story, it really baffles my mind. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. It's always a pleasure to have you tune in. If you want to keep up with the show, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash off the cuff with Adam Banks. Follow me on Twitter at AdamBanks88, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube or iTunes by just typing in off the cuff. I will see you, ladies and gentlemen, in that next episode.